Ian Goss after 7 o'clock. West Coast Eagles fans, we've got Tom Cole joining us. And after that, we'll be chatting with Graham Arnold for soccer fans because he has signed a new contract. Hey, Perth Wildcats lost to Tassie on Sunday. Yes. So now they're back on Friday and Sunday here. It's huge. Huge. They've got to win one of the next two games against Cairns and or Sydney to lock it away. I think they're fine. I still reckon I'll get through. Uh, One of the Melbourne teams will miss, which would be sad. Um, But anyway, we'll uh, keep it up. Do you think they looked a little flattish in Tassie? Only the very end. They got very tired late. So is that a thing that we need to work on? I know a lot of talk's gone into their rotations and how they have changed those things. Should there have been more against? Oh, look, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but they were in front and Tassie just clawed their way back and home point is massive. Derek Rucker would have been keeping an eye on that. He's a commentator with ESPN and co-host of the Basketball Show and, of course, he knows what it's like to be an MVP. MVP in the uh, NBL back in 1993, time All-MVP first team, two-time All-Star MVP, two-time Grand Finals. I could go through his stats. 24 assists in a game. It's an NBL record. 10.6 Oh, 10.6 games. I know. I could go on, and he probably does want How me to go much on. How pain did he cause us? Oh, he, he, he probably wants me to go right through every game by game <laughs> stat. Hey, Derek, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us as we talk a bit of hoops. No problem, guys. What's going on over there? Oh, look, uh, we just want, we're just enjoying Sydney whinging. Like, Sydney are about to win the title. There's no doubt about that. They're going to win the title. Now they're whinging that Justin Simon hasn't been named as the best defensive. They don't reckon Shea Ely's played enough games. They they think Xavier Cooks is over the line. It wouldn't be an NBL without their media department, their president, their chairman, their CEO, really and their coach. Going the blub. Real good blubber. Yeah, they're uh, they're great for business, I imagine, and they <laughs> certainly are. Uh, they certainly are engaged in their team's fortunes. But I do agree with them with Justin Simon. I have no idea how he didn't make uh, one of the top three finalists for that Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Shea Ely, he, we know he's a great defender, but this year he's just had you know he had the concussion issues and he has missed too many games, in my opinion, to earn that award. Um, but yeah, they, they things are doing things are going fine for them, and perhaps they just like to play the victim and the poor me a little bit. Right, so <laughs> yeah, yeah but you know what? They are a super team. So when you go back through it, they are a super team and they deserve top spot. Now, just just before we go on in regards to who's going to win the uh, the whole shooting match in regards to and who's going to make the finals. Let's Let's talk about these mm. NBL awards. Can you just tell us the voting process? Because at the end of the day, the head coach, the assistant coach, and the captain actually cast the votes. But who makes the final three? Who makes the final three compilation? Well, I believe that is based on how the uh, how the coaches and captains go in there. I think that there's also a uh, sorry. It goes by a, a, a panel yep. of. of personalities, basketball identities, and they get those guys, uh, they get the final three from their accumulation of votes. So I think, you know, overall they did a pretty good pretty good job. They've been pretty consistent. And keep in mind that that panel changes from year to year. So, you know, most of the time they get it right, but there were a couple of discrepancies this year. I also feel that Keanu Pender has been nominated for most improved player too many times. I said it on the basketball show yesterday. <laughs> I, like, I, I think, I mean, at some point you just can't keep being the most improved player. Shane still disagrees with me, but that's all right. I agree, like, I, I agree I with you. Keanu, I, 
Yeah, I think that's kind of uh, not that any award is beneath anyone, but I think this award is beneath Keanu Pender now. Most improved, it's like, come on, the guy's almost all NBL. He's if he would have got hurt, he would have been a serious MVP candidate. I had a, I had a teammate at Essendon who won Most Improved two years in a row, and the second year he got up, he says, "Geez, I must have been crap when I first started here. I've won this <laughs> right. twice in a row." <laughs> right, right. Hey, Derek, talk us about the top three in the uh, in the Gazy MVP. Obviously, Bryce, our man here, Mitch Creek, and Xavier uh, Cooks. Where do you see it going? This is this is one of the hardest ones I can remember. Well, over twenty twenty five years, I have no idea who who should win this award. Uh, if you look at advanced metrics and so forth, certain categories favor certain guys. Um, I think in those in that regard, I think Bryce is number three. But when you look when you look at his impact and his influence from game to game, especially as of late, God, it's hard to see him losing. But you know, Creek and Cooks have been really good. I was really strong with Creek, maybe. Uh, sorry, with Cooks, maybe two weeks ago. But um, I don't know now. I said yesterday that I think Creek is going to win it. But any of these three guys would be deserving, and it's really hard to go against any of them. And I kind of, I kind of feel the same way with the coach of the year. This is just really a competitive race for these awards this year. Mm. So in other words, you've got no idea, and you're sitting on the fence with all three. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, okay. Come on, I would, <laughs> that's okay. We got you on just to, oh, we got you on to sort it all out, Derek. I mean, who is well, going to win it? <laughs> Creek is going to win it. Thank. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, public enemy number one over here, Corey Williams, has just said, if you're not in the top yeah. four, if you're not in the top four, you cannot be the MVP. He, like, I'm not sure what he's on, Derek, but it's not good for his health. Well, I, <laughs> I, I hear where he's coming from, but Creek's team is going to qualify for the play-in. And one of the reasons they're not in the top four is none of his doing because he had some guys who are out and – Although they didn't play that well when those guys were out, they've recovered enough to to qualify for the play in, and I think he, you know, he deserves to be in that in that conversation. And like I said, I think he may win it. Um, it's, it's just really tight, but I I just believe that Bryce is not to be ruled out, especially based on what he's done over the final six weeks. And that forty point game the other night was just. One of the best games I've seen him play, and like his 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 track record is just so impressive. That's when you just can continue to do things like that at that level for year you know year in year out. He is really approaching you know top three all time import status in my opinion. Oh, top three! Oh, wow, we've got him mm. firmly. Uh, well, Scott Ross said he's the best player in the world. <laughs> Scott Ross said yesterday Bryce on SEN Melbourne, the best player in the world. Best, Scott Ross said yesterday that Bryce Cotton is the best player he has seen in the world, and oh. he said if he was younger, they would be looking at him in the NBA. But they've pigeonholed uh, more seasoned blokes that it's, they always oh, go for the new kids. Pretty sure he's meant Australia, Derek. Didn't he? What do you make of that? Yeah, well, I mean, Bryce is certainly a fantastic player, and he has. You know, he has security, and it's just a matter of whether he'd be willing to forego that security and and explore some opportunities in the NBA. Um, I just think this league, similar to myself and Ricky Grace, mm. this league is really built for guys like us, um, smaller guards who can shoot, who are quick, who are smart, and sometimes the NBA doesn't 
doesn't allow guards like ourselves to fully explore our, you know, our playing attributes and so forth. But let me clarify, I'm talking about all-time great imports. I've got Leroy number one. Wow. Well, I was going to ask you who your top three. You said top three. You got Leroy Longley number one. Bryce, Bryce, Bryce isn't in that category yet because you have to keep in mind, first of all, Leroy played a tremendous – he played for so many years. And Leroy was an elite defensive player. Ah, oh, Derek. Yeah, but Derek, no one played yeah. on him, mate. It was just... What do you think? No, mate. <laughs> Bryce Cotton went and to you. I, I Derek, hate to tell you, if Derek. Leroy played this era, he would have he would have been unbelievable. Derek, Bryce Cotton gets bashed up every single week. Like, seriously, I've never seen a player get so mistreated by the opposition and not protected by the, by the referees. It's scary. And that never happened to Leroy Loggins. Uh, Bryce handles himself with the utmost class and grace and does a fantastic job in responding and not res- not overreacting to the physical abuse he mm. does take. Mm. But it's Leroy's impact on the defensive end as a two-way player that that is very hard for anyone to ever emulate in, NB- in NBL history. Right, who um, else you got, mate? Who else you got in there in that top three? Well, in that, you know, Bryce could, you know, Bryce and this for longevity, you have to do it for, you know, you have to be around for 10 plus years. So if Bryce can get this, Tim, what, what is going on with the citizenship thing? Okay. Uh, yeah. WA, if, 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 we're no, if you guys are known for anything, yep. it's getting import through and that's <laughs> really quickly. Yeah. What is going okay. on? So what happened was, I think, I think. This is big, this. I think. That he's gone to the back of the list because the priority to get him through to the to the Olympics didn't happen, and he went to the back of the list as a low priority person. And I think the Australian Olympic Committee have been caught asleep at the wheel. Really? Well, that would be a shame. That would be a shame, and especially for the Perth Wildcats, because boy, oh boy, yeah. could that really, really change the landscape of this competition if Correct. Bryce is able to play for, as a local in the next two years when mm-hmm. he is. You know, a super elite player. Um, that's that's astonishing because WA. I mean, Tim, we can go back thirty years and talk about uh, how expeditiously these uh, matters were handled by the West Australian Immigration Department. Correct? <laughs> Derek, oh, it was all about Derek. Board, enough Derek. now. Stop talking about what we did thirty years ago, Derek. <laughs> and let's just talk yeah. about now. Who's going to win the title, Derek? Who's going to win the title? Serious. Can, the can... title is. I love. Well, you know, I'm a John really I'm I'm biased towards JR yeah, because we yeah. were backcourt teammates for yeah. years. I love what he's done. He's he's shown an an, an extreme amount of courage yep. in tightening that rotation because it's something that's just not done nowadays. And he's tightened it by at the expense of Todd Blanchfield and Mitch Norton, which is very courageous giving their status in the in the Wildcats player hierarchy. So I really like what he's done. They've been very, very good. And if they can get into I don't if they can get in into the top four, they become a problem because it's gonna be tough to beat them out there with the Red Army and their impact on officiating as we know. Oh, oh yeah, you just come on what? to did I say something wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've just come on to really tick us off this morning. Uh, hey mate, I need I need to know the th- He needs to know the third I need to know the third import. And if you, you say Derek yeah. Rucker, you'll get with nah, that's fair. No, uh, no, 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 no. So we've got Leroy I, I, Bryce. I, I, 
Leroy Bryce, and then then it's really tough. You could go to Al Davis, Mark Green, Leonard Copeland, Robert Rose. There's just so many, and it really it really gets tougher after that, you know. Now I've got I've got Bryce one, right there, two or three, but who that third person is? Wow, that's tough from there. Ricky, I really have to sit down for a few hours. Ricky Grice. Yeah, the bug you went toe to toe. Ricky, oh, sorry, and and that is just the ultimate disrespect to Rick, Ricky. Jane, you know, but Ricky won what five championships? Yeah, so many. In fact, probably fifteen if you go through the history of it. And he played for, and he well, played for Australia. Go, yeah, well, if you go by my criteria, you know, championships, longevity, out, outstanding performances. Ricky is Ricky is definitely top five. Good man. I appreciate that chat. We could go on all day about it. The Wildcats take on Cairns Friday and then Saturday against uh, Sunday against the Kings. The Kings will put the the gun back in the holster and look after themselves ahead of the playoffs. So Xavier Cooks probably won't play, and Chase Buford might not even come over. Yep. <laughs> they might just show oh, the whole wow. shit. <laughs> hey, 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 Tim. Can, can I ask one parting question? Go please? ahead, Derek. What happens if the Wildcats lose two in a row here? Anyway, that's Derry Rucker, Rucker joining right us. Oh, okay, my fault, guys. Hey, good <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Derry Rucker joining us from ESPN, of course, and you can see him on the basketball show as well. This yeah, is off your trot. Scotty and Goss. <laughs>